All right. Hey, dude. Hey. Welcome to another episode of the Brain Dump Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Walliker, with Confident Fit Coaching, Roxology in the membership sites, and membership sites? It's just one. <laughs> it's just one membership. And uh, jessewalliker.com, where everything is housed as far as like uh, podcasts, journals, courses, membership sites, one on one programs. Did I say YouTube channel? Podcast? Yeah. All of that stuff. All that stuff that you could possibly want that has to do with Jesse Wallach or you can find at the, at the dot com. Um, but welcome to the Brain Dump Diaries podcast where I say all the things that we think deep down inside that make us, that we fear mean that we are unmotivated, that we actually don't have what it takes to do what it is we want to do. And if we admit it out loud, then we really can't have it all. But really, we're all just thinking the exact same thing. We're all just sick and tired of doing the same old things and making us fit into a box when you were never part of you were never meant to be in a box at all ever and I'm here to like switch things up a little bit for you but today I want to talk about how I am so sick and tired of seeing all of these things talking about like how to curb your cravings like do this if you're craving this like do that if you're craving this like no stop it no, that's no. <laughs> that's not good. That's not going to work. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. A, a more like high protein, um, fake sugar flavored, whatever something or other to curb your curb your cravings for a cookie or ice cream or all of those naughty naughty things, quote unquote, that like you're not supposed to have, that you can't have, that you have to get rid of and avoid completely for the rest of your entire life. It's not gonna work. It doesn't do it. I'm sorry to tell you, and this is coming from somebody who did that as well. Like, if you're craving, like, a, this, I, I so posted this. If you're craving, like, an orange crush, like, full sugar drink, try, like, the sugar free orange monster. It basically tastes the same thing and it gives you some caffeine and there's no sugar to it. Or, like, the Quest Bar, um, like, breaking it up and making cookies out of it or making cereal out of it like oh my gosh so here's the deal curbing your cravings is putting an emotional attachment to food food is just a basic human right it's just a given to you it's us stupid people who have put like good and bad associations to that and of course yes that there are like there are things that are like not the best for you and that's because of this day and age where everything is processed but that doesn't mean you can't have it it's there you were given this life to enjoy it the fact that you're here is like a base a very large gift why not enjoy what's out there like we have all of these restaurants all of these like amazing chefs all these amazing things like why not try it why not try it without the guilt for one without the guilt you can't see it but I'm holding up my finger all sassily right now because when okay let me just give you a prime example for me personally so if you're here you probably know a little bit about me but I love food I can talk about food all the time my boyfriend however doesn't so I so I connect with everyone else on food rather than him on that <laughs> so I love food I'll eat my plate I'll finish your plate I'll have dessert and then like I'll have a snack afterwards and that was when I was like okay but then I started to like associate 
good and bad foods because I was reading everyone else's definition of it and like reading everyone else's suggestions and rules on it and beliefs on it. And then that totally corrupted my own. So I felt the need to earn my food. I felt the need to like silence my cravings. I felt the need to sit up at night starving when all it would take for me to feel satisfied and go to bed was one single chocolate chip cookie. But because I was denying myself that, I just went to bed so many nights silently struggling. Like so many people, nobody's admitting to this. Like nobody wants to admit that their diet is keeping them awake at night, that it's like making their mind run rampant and affecting their entire life. Everybody poops. Everybody craves sugar. Everybody craves salt. Everybody craves fattening food because it's a biological thing to crave. And the reason we're craving all of this is because everyone's so freaking stressed. Everyone's so stressed and so anxious and just unnecessarily. We're stressed and we're freaking out about things that don't even deal with us or we don't even need to be. Like, no, stop it. It's not meant for you to freak out about. And a lot of it is just the unknown. It's just the unknown. That's the scariest thing is the unknown. Or the total fact of reality right now. Just life, just life in general is scary, right? Because we don't know what's gonna happen. Anything could change, anything could happen. Something we're not expecting even. And that's scary. And that's something to be kept at ni- up awake at night forever on, right? No, no. You're not meant to struggle and stress and live each day like on edge. You're here to enjoy it. What's the point of, li- don't take this wrong, but what's the point of living if there's nothing good coming out of it and if you're constantly stressed about tomorrow? There is a point to living and it's not that. It's not that at all. But it's something that's become like the socially acceptable, like the cool thing to do is to like be stressed and freaking out and constantly working. No. That's why you have cravings because biologically, your body doesn't perceive stress and fear on like two different levels. It doesn't perceive it any difference between like somebody chasing you with a gun, literally trying to kill you and like a traffic jam or like the loss of a job. Like those are the exact same things. It's all stress. It's all fight or flight. It's all like life or death. So if, and on a large scale or on a very small scale, like a project at work to potential job loss, like even buying a new house that you're super excited about can be like super stressful to like having to pay for it every month. Like it's all the exact same stress if you put it on as like weighted stress. And all of that stress <laughs> leads to cravings and leads to survival because it believes, your body believes on a very small level, on a very small, no, it's a very large level, but on a very like cellular, minute, like stone age level kind of thing, that this is, this is so psycholo- like scientific, isn't it? Hello. <laughs> Anyways, um, but on a very small level, your body is focused on survival. So if it feels that it's in like a starvation, if it's in like a very stressful spot, that, oh gosh, there's a lot of people at the store. Okay, I'm going to eat groceries right now if you're wondering. Um, but on a very small level, it believes that it's like going through a famine, so a feast and famine. And the body wants to survive. Its main goal is to keep you alive. Very cool thing, right? It'll work on keeping you alive even when you can't focus on it right now. 
But here's where it becomes difficult is when you're trying to lose weight and you're putting stress on your body because of it, it's trying to keep itself alive by like gaining weight. Because if you're in a stressful spot and if you're in like a famine spot where there's not a lot of food, where there's stress going on, it's going to seek out those things that will automatically make you like more fat and plump and like ready for life. And those are gonna be fat and sugar. Fatty foods will automatically be turned to fat and sugary foods will automatically be turned to fat. So these are the things that our taste buds come in handy for because if we're searching out for those things, then, and we like find it taste wise, then we're gonna want more and more and more of it in order to gain weight, in order to survive. That's why we need to do it. But we are in a beautiful time where there is food readily available to us. We can go to the dollar, even if you don't have a lot of money, and this is what I've done in the past when I was struggling, the dollar store, everything's a dollar. Everyone can whip out some change to find a dollar. I've done that before. And you can get a meal or five. They have like those, um, those ramen noodles, ramen noodles, ramen noodles. This is my podcast. I call them ramen noodles. They have those ramen noodles that, um are like a four or five pack for a dollar. You can survive. It's possible for you to survive. That's why you're having cravings. It's not a thing of like, this is what I'm so frustrated about because they're putting it as like a you inability to like overcome thing rather than a you having too much stress, focusing on other things and your body's screaming out to try and tell you what's actually going on, but you're not paying attention to it because um, you found like some, you were scrolling and somebody was like, oh, if you're craving this, try this instead. Try this other food instead. And then associate an emotion to this rather than this. Yeah. Instead of looking at like the bigger picture as to why you are. So I used to do this a lot. I was so emotionally attached to food. And like the best thing about it is if you like eat enough of it, it'll numb you out to the point like where you can't feel feelings anymore. And you're so focused on like digesting and not throwing up that like you don't worry about everything else that's going on in life. Like you only have that stuff for a little bit. Even and, and even at that point, if you're stuffed beyond like abilities, like I've had to lay on the ground before and put my feet up in order to digest for like an hour just to be able to like move and not feel the need to throw up but like even when you're that full there's still an emptiness inside of you that you're still trying to fill and that's your body's way of telling you that hey like we're struggling right now we're trying to figure out what's going on and you seem to only respond to food because like that's the number one thing that's on our mind at all times so we're gonna do it like this like we're hungry we're starving we're empty for something and the only way we're going to get your attention is if we tell you that we're hungry for food. So we're always going to be hungry for food. We're always going to be hungry for these things that are going to keep us alive, even though it's something else that we really need. And we can't really figure it out because you keep numbing us out and we can't like figure, find out what it is that we need. So we're going to keep doing this until we can figure it out. And you never actually look at what it is you really need that's not food related. That's not a physical hunger, but like an emotional hunger and emotional lack. So it's going to keep doing that. So I hate the fact that we are still promoting, if you are craving this, eat this instead. Curb your guilty pleasure. That's why all of these protein shakes, all of these supplements, all of these protein-packed bars and cookies are sugar-based things. 
We've even got to the point where we have like potato chips and pizza that has extra protein to it. Because protein is this high level thing that everyone needs more of, apparently. But we're getting it everywhere. But it's because it's the world, the supplement and food industry has found out something that everyone is craving and we're like, oh, we can make a buck off of this. Because if we associate this with people's want to lose weight, but people's inability to curb cravings and people's inability to get rid of certain foods, then we're going to make a bang and buck. Yeah. But here's the thing, the thing that I'm helping you with, the thing that I can fix and really do to curb your craving is not a pill that I can just sell to you over and over and over again. It's like, uh, we figure it out, we deal with it, and then we fix it for life, and then you never need to do it again. You can buy protein powder if you want to. You can buy protein bars if you want to. You can try the curb your guilty pleasure kind of things just for like a healthier quote-unquote alternative, but really you don't need it anymore. I thought I was never going to be able to get rid of like my cravings for certain things, but I totally have. Some days I still crave them and then I'll just eat it because it's not off limits anymore because I know that it's just something I want and I want to get it out of my system and then I don't need it for a while. Like donuts was something that I had all the time because I had limited myself and cut off myself to it for so long that I just wanted it. So I would stuff my face with donuts. And then I thought I just had an inability to not eat donuts. But really, it was just my inability to look at what was really going on. And that was like the stress I was dealing with, the choices that I needed to make that I was really just pushing off because I didn't want to deal with it. And I didn't want to deal with the possible potential repercussions or just the fact that life could get better and be different than what it was right now. And I didn't want to deal with that which is probably what you're going through as well in a very similar situation. But I would eat donuts all the time because one, I had cut myself off from it for so long. And two, I had just fallen off the bandwagon and was going nuts. But once I actually started fixing what was really hungry, what was really starving for attention and support and fullness, I didn't need it anymore. Every once in a while, I'll get like an urge to have a donut. And then I do. Honestly, I probably haven't had a donut in like over a year. Not because I can't, just because I don't want to. Can you imagine months or years later after doing this work, something that you can't go without, something that is totally has a like, ball and chain on you saying, I can have this, but I just don't want it. Can you imagine saying that? What would that do for your life? That small, simple freedom. Imagine that. It is not an inability to say no. You're just not getting the support and the change that you really need. We're not looking at the real picture. We're not looking at the real problem. That is all. You're doing totally fine. You're doing just great. It's nothing to do with you. And your need for more like prepackaged meals and little snacks and things that'll curb and silence your cravings and your hunger. No, it's you not. It's your inability to look at yourself and actually do the inner work that cannot be sold in a pill. That's it. Okay, that's it. I help you do this and we change it forever. But you've got to get to the point where you're ready and willing to do that. 
where you know that just because you're going to change this view doesn't mean you're going to lose the people that are most important to you. Doesn't mean you're going to lose that connection. Doesn't mean you're going to lose that happiness. Doesn't mean you're going to lose all the things that you want and change into this person you don't want to be. No, it's not that at all. You're going to gain freedom like you can't imagine. And that isn't scary. You are ready for it. You can handle it. This is the life you can and should have and are capable of having. But you're just too scared to admit it. So with that being said, it's not a you thing. Stop scrolling online and looking for other supplements and other hacks and other recipes to curb your guilty pleasures. It's not you. It's something you need to work on internally. So with that being said, I need to go get groceries because I got a few things to do today and I could just talk and talk and talk about this even more. So if you want to hear more about it, I definitely have more podcasts on this. I definitely have it written out in other posts. I've got all kinds of stuff on the internet. So I hope you have a fantastic day. (laughs) I'm just going to cut it off there. I hope you have a fantastic day and I will talk to you again very, very soon. Bye-bye.